welcome to the Northeast Bowhunter Pod- Podcast. I was going to say Bowhunter Challenge. Isn't that weird? Um, <laughs> we get we get totally arch- total archery challenge on the mind. Yeah, so T-A-C. welcome to the podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, so, springtime. Josh has been shooting his bow like crazy. Little side story. <clears throat> Walter, I've, been sh- I've been shooting as much as I can, yeah. That's true. Walter and I were out in the shop two Fridays ago hanging out. Busy as busy like crazy, right? We're in the shop and we're shooting. It's been crazy the last few weeks. It has been. And uh we're sitting there and like we're getting ready for like a big sale weekend coming up. And um Josh is off. He had some he was off. He deserves a day off once in a while, I guess. But uh he's off and all of a sudden we get in these pictures from Josh and it's him shooting his fucking bow in the driveway. <laughs> we're like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? We're you guys are this. crazy at the shop be like and this fucking asshole is out shooting his bow all day. <laughs> the worst part is like he's giving us instructions from the fucking driveway where he's shooting. Like in between shots, he's like Hey, could you have Walter hang the bows up? Mark, can you dust behind the fucking my desk? This is me multitasking. It's very good. We did it all though. But um, so everyone's getting new bows nowadays. It's, it's like new bow season, right? <clears throat> yeah, it is for sure. I think it's because like tax season or whatever. Like also the time of year, like the snow's melting, weather's getting warmer. People wanting to do stuff outside, and and also tax money. Like I said, and uh, everybody's thinking about new bows. Everybody's getting new bows. There's been a lot of new bows guys have been getting recently. Yeah, and so I think the biggest question that goes with these new bows are like, lately at least in the shop, is I think that uh, people want to know some like, almost like shooting tips, how to like, you talked about like Dudley, John Dudley having some like yeah. old videos you watched way back in the day, and they're actually hard to find now. Yeah, years ago, I can't find them. I actually um, messaged Dudley asking him about where to find him, but he never he never messaged me back. Did you send a photo, like a, a sexy photo? <laughs> I didn't. Maybe I should have. Maybe I would have got an answer. Maybe. He likes wine. He just a lot of wine. Catch him in the evening. When he's having wine. He's a lot of wine or like mixed drinks. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and his trigger grills. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he had a series about a shooting. Uh, it was like a, I think I've talked about it before on here, but like a sort of like a shooting school. Like every video was about you know one video would be about stance, one video would be about this, that, and the other thing. But uh, yeah, they were good videos. So um. Yeah, we've had a lot of people asking recently because they're getting new bows or even some some of the guys are even new archers getting into it and want to know where to look for to get uh, sort of shooting tips. So I'm like, hey, Josh, that sounds like a podcast to me. And so uh, Absolutely. we're going to kind of break down some uh, Josh's sort of a shooting like sequence. Is it a sequence you'd say? A sequence maybe? I call him. Yeah, I would call him my shot sequence. Yeah. 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 So, you know. I think it breaks down like uh, Josh sent me the um, the notes, the liner notes earlier, and it's like uh, basically six different kind of kind of categories he he break it down into, right? Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think that you know it's it's a little tough in a podcast to visualize that stuff. Yeah, uh, that's the tough part. When Mark mentioned we should do a podcast on your your my shot sequence, and it's like some of that stuff is really visual, but um. Yeah, I'll do my best to explain it without the video. And I think maybe in the future, we were talking about it earlier before we start recording, that we should do some sort of video on this. And maybe we will. I don't yeah, know. it's one of those things that either we'll move on from it. But I feel like a lot of people who uh, have some background in archery, like who, who kind of know, that, who kind of shoot a little bit now, will like be able to pick up on the cues. I mean, be a little tougher as someone who's like never, hey, here's my first bow. What is Josh talking about when he talks about like, you know, the stance thing or like, you know, or follow right, yeah. some of that I'm going to, I'll try to make it so everybody can understand, but some of it might be a little confusing or maybe a little advanced, but yeah. And even if you we'll get to see. a point of this podcast and you, and it's a thing where you're really interested in, 
send us a message or something like on Facebook or whatever. We'll, we'll gladly kind of walk you through some stuff too. If you get to that point. The other thing too, is like, you can listen to the podcast again, like, cause there's, there's been a few people saying, Oh, I listened to it. I listened to this episode, whatever it was four times. And I picked up different stuff every time. So this is, this is definitely a podcast that you could listen to over and over again and pick up little things. It's hard to retain all that. It so, totally is. And it's funny because, um, it's funny what people pick up on too. Like it's, it's funny. Like uh, you had a message the other day about some, uh, somebody wanted this friggin' like frozen gummy bears to me. <laughs> I feel like a real fucking <laughs> yeah, dick move, but yeah. I funny. forgot who said that, but yeah, I screenshotted it. Whoever sent that in, um, I screenshotted it and sent it to Mark. Mark wasn't working that day when I got that message, but yeah, I screenshotted, sent it to Mark. And the, I think the funniest thing, I, I don't know if it's directly reading to the podcast, but, um, Nick Vargas, who, um, he's a pretty badass dude. He's, he's part of Boston. Bar love Harper. that guy. He's pretty fucking funny. He's like, like, I feel like I'm like not, P- I'm like as not PC as, it, as they come. And he's like, makes you look like a little kitty cat. No, compared. no, he, yeah, you are a kitty cat so compared to quick Nick story before we get into like the shooting sequences. Uh, there's this fucking ridiculous photo of me from when I was in Arizona. <laughs> That's right. Like I just seen that Taco Bell commercial, about like uh Instagram boyfriend. And if you, uh, if you know me at all, you know, my, my girlfriend, she, uh, she's pretty, um, insta famous and uh so i was laughing that i was her instagram boyfriend so we're in arizona we're on this fucking like rock base it's a beautiful sunset so i decided to do sunset hard hands to be so funny gay. so gay super gay <laughs> like yeah it's a guess <laughs> you know so anyhow so i do it and she takes a photo of me and, and i don't realize it and she's she posted on her instagram for you didn't realize it no i really didn't realize it and then i was like this photo is gonna fucking haunt me and so anyhow um Vargas texts Josh being like, this photo, he must have like, <laughs> like stalking me. He's like, this is the gayest thing I've ever seen. And um, he said, not no, there's anything wrong he, with being gay, by the way. He said, he said, no, but no, that, that wasn't Boston Bowhunter, those bastard, bastard. Yeah. Well, bo- he sent you the photo first and then he, he has this like private Facebook group called like the bastard Bowhunter, which is just yeah. he, horrible. He, he texted me a picture of that photo and said, this is the gayest photo I've ever seen. Nobody's safe from bastard Bowhunter. <laughs> so I, he literally posted it with this horrible caption. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, not, yeah, we can't so say I, the caption. I, yeah. So I write, I write back. I said, thanks for doing for, uh, I did the emoji for kitty cat. And he's like, I totally understand. And so on. Uh, we this back and forth. And so I show my girlfriend and she like thinks it's fucking hilarious. I'm like, you have ruined me forever. So it's fine. That's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. That small thing, small. It's my, I feel like that's my 50 minutes of fame. It's all downhill from now. Yeah, you're that's done all. now. All right, let's get into shot. Let's get into your fucking shot sequence. So the reason we asked Josh, because I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. He's Josh Boat Expert. There's no E, which is. J-O-S-O-B. J O S H X P E R T expert. He's like, he's like one of those fucking thugs. It's, it's like, he's it's a next, Z into the it's, ass. It's like, next level. It is pretty next level. So, um, <laughs> all right, Josh, you get ready to like, so, and, and this is pretty good. This is a good like primer for total ultra challenge too. I mean, some of that stuff's a little different cause it's like extreme angles and all that kind of bullshit. But as far as like shooting consistency is key with like any kind of like sport or, or, you know, um, activity repetition and things like that. So Josh Absolutely. is going to, yeah. So Josh, what, you know, maybe you want to run down like the, the six things and then we'll like that. Like, it's like the outline of what, what you think is important in terms of like shot sequence. Absolutely. So my shot sequence, basically when I go out to practice, which I try to do as much as I can, but sometimes I can't do it as much as I'd like to. But anyway, every time I go out, I try to do the, the same thing every time. So the f- very first thing I do is focus on my stance or 
by by stance I mean my feet is the first thing I start with. So my feet I keep about um, shoulder width apart. I'm also actually people kind of make fun of me sometimes because they say I look like a golfer because I'm like kicking out the ground under my feet because I don't want because <laughs> I don't want like any like my right foot has some pebble underneath it or whatever. So I like kind of clean that out so it's a nice smooth as flat as I can surface, you know. Um, so I kick out all the all the little stones and everything. I keep my feet shoulder width apart. And there's a couple different ways to hold your feet. So if you're standing up straight with your feet about shoulder width apart, there's, and I almost thought about not saying this because I don't want to confuse you, but there's three different ways to hold your feet. Um, the three different ways are open stance, neutral stance, and closed stance. So neutral stance would be if you put like a straight edge against your toes, they, that straight edge would point directly straight at the target. An open stance would be your back foot or if you're a right-handed shooter, your right foot. So the foot furthest away from the target your back foot is more ahead of your front foot from the target. That would be an open stance. Closed stance would be the opposite. Your front foot or foot closest to the target is more ahead of your back foot to the target. Um, there was, for years, I shot with a closed stance. Recently, I've sort of evolved into an open stance. Um, and I think most people probably would benefit from an open stance, meaning your foot closest to the target, your toes are slightly behind the toes of your right foot. Um, when you do that, I think that sort of opens up your chest a little bit, and it also brings a string away from your your bow arm. Um, the other, so so I clean out clean out this uh, footing, make sure I have a nice flat footing, because I think everything st- starts with that. That's sort of your foundation. So I. I clean out everything under my feet, stand up straight, feet shoulder width apart. My rear foot is slightly ahead of my my front foot. And uh, standing up straight is what I just said. So standing up straight, what I mean by that is your shoulders are directly over your hips and your hips are directly over your feet. It's, it's really common for people to sort of lean back you know, so so if you looked at them, they're leaning at the waist with your your shoulders aren't over your hips. Your shoulders are more, again, for a right-handed shooter, your shoulders are more to the right of your hips if you drew a straight line down from your shoulders. Do you notice that a lot of times people, when their pee pipe isn't <clears throat> correct, that it fucks, their, it fucks their posture up in terms of like, hey, I'm going to lean back to get into the peep site or I'm going to lean forward to get into the peep site? That could be. I think that's more. Um, that's more of head position, head position on the string. Yeah, and I also just maybe wanna, not stance. Yeah, I want to point out too that um, USA Archery, you know, the governing body of like all this training, so that they they suggest um, open stance for all new archers. I don't know if that's a recurve thing or just whatever. That's a, that's their. Well, an open stance, I think that really opens up your chest and your arm from the string. You're you're less likely to. To hit your arm with the string. So if you had a lesson for me, I would have your stance mm-hmm. open. Yeah, I think the, for me, I would recommend most people do that. Yeah, because although, I, although, like I said, for me, I did a closed stance for a while. Me too. Um, but I've sort of evolved into this open stance, and that's what I've been shooting, and that's probably what you should start with. 
So then, so then beyond that, so first thing I do, set my feet, set my stance, make sure I'm standing up straight. The next thing I do is the grip on the bow and grip, grip is huge. Grip is probably one of the most important parts of shooting. Um, maybe one of the most overlooked parts of shooting and also the, the, the hardest thing to get correct. So grip again, without video, this might be difficult to, to, to explain, but what you want is if you take your bow hand and you close down your thumb slightly, it creates a little, a really, a little valley or a pocket in your palm or kind of like straight down the lifeline is what people people call it. You want the back of the grip to be resting centered in that lifeline. Um, the other thing to kind of say is like, instead of holding, like if you held your bow arm out, like you're holding a bow and made a fist, if your fist is, is um, directly up and down or completely vertical, that's not correct. So what you want to do is sort of move the bottom of that fist out to the left if you're a right-handed shooter. So basically you want your knuckles to almost be at a 45-degree angle. So you set that grip right in that crease in between like the pad of your thumb and your palm. So again, right in that, that valley or that crease or that lifeline. You want the grip to sit right in there. The next thing would be no pressure on the grip with your fingers in the front so so when I shoot my fingers don't touch in the front they don't touch the front of the grip they just sort of hang in front of the grip so you want absolutely no pressure on the grip and that's especially important with today's bows given um, higher let off the more let off there is in your bow the more that your riser or the bow is going to be affected by any sort of pressure on the front of the riser um the other thing would be any sort of tension in your hand. So if you're holding that bow out at full draw, any like pressure points or, or anything that isn't natural, meaning like not natural, natural meaning like the, again, like I said, the riser being in that crease, it sort of sits in that crease or that cradle and it will sit right there. But if it's too much on the, the meat of your thumb or if it's too much in your palm, it's going to push harder on one side of the riser than it will the other. That's what I mean by tension in your grip. So if there's tension in your grip, there's um, you're going to get some riser torque. And when you release that arrow, that riser is going to shoot back in the opposite direction of that torque. So again, set your stance, set your grip right in that, that valley of your hand. Next thing would be draw. This this part isn't so important, but it's also but it is part of the shot sequence. So draw. When I draw, I have my bow arm slightly higher than the target that I'm going to shoot at. I pull the bow back, and then again, like I said earlier, standing up straight. So your shoulders are over your hips, are over your feet. Your head, which I didn't talk about, your head. Turn it again, right-handed shooter. Turn your head to the left over your left shoulder as far as you can without it being uncomfortable. You don't want any strain in your neck. So set your stance, stand up straight, look over your left shoulder before you get tension, set your grip, draw the bow with your bow hand slightly higher than the target you're gonna, that you're gonna shoot at. Your bow arm should have a slight bend to it. You're gonna push and pull, but 
but more pull than push. So draw that string back, and then once you get to full draw, do not move your head to the string. Keep your head in that neutral, which I call neutral, position. Pull that string up to your face. Once you get that string back to your face, then we're going to you we're going to get into our anchor point that would be the next um point in this um shot sequence would be your anchor point. So we have stance stance and now we're anchor point, right? Stance, grip, draw. draw and anchor. So once you get to anchor, again like I said, keeping everything neutral, keep everything in the same place, pull the string to your face. Um Anchor, for, for you guys that don't know what an anchor or an anchor point are contacts on your face that you're going to get with a string or your hand or whatever it is. Typically, most anchor points, um, at least for me and most people, are points of contact on your face with the string. So my points of contact on my face with, with the string would be the tip of my nose and the corner of my mouth. So I draw the bow back keep my head in a neutral position, pull that string in towards my face, get the string to touch this to just the tip of my nose and the corner of my mouth. And contact with your face and the string should be very light, especially with today's higher let off bows. Higher let off bows are going to be more affected by any pressure on your string. So the, the higher let off you have on your bow, the more that string is going to be affected by anything touching it. So you want very, very light contact on your face. Is that because like we talk about all the time, that, that path of the string. And so when there's not enough tension on the back of that string or not enough like holding weight, it's like, it's almost like a little bit loose. You can like move it left to right. Yeah. The, the lighter the holding weight is, the more affected that string is going to be by any kind of face contact on the string or, or even your grip too. Is that why you don't like kisser buttons? Absolutely. Yeah. So a kisser Question. button... Yeah, kiss a button. I, I had that in my notes for later, but we'll talk about that now. So, when a when a bow has higher let off, which we well, have before, today, before you get into that, why don't you give the history of kisser buttons? I've heard it a thousand times from you. It's really it's actually it's pretty interesting. I I didn't know this at all. I thought it's because like you needed. I, I shot a kisser button for a long time, and it, yeah. um, it flew off right before I was going to Ohio, and I was like, "Fuck it," and I'm trying to put it one back on. So yes. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, so so a kisser button originally was for the older compounds didn't have a really solid back wall like we do today, even whether it's limb-driven, I mean, not, not limb-driven, limb stop or a cable stop like we have today. Even the cable stop bows are really solid. The older compounds didn't have a really solid back wall. So if your draw length was, say, 28 and a half, right? So... You draw that bow back to 28 and a half. With the older bows, you could pull it to 28 and a half. You could pull it to 28 and three quarter. You could pull it to 29. You could pull it to a nine and three quarter. It was really spongy, and there was a lot of movement in that, in that um, a sort of valley or back wall of that bow. I guess back wall. Um, so when you get back there, since there's so much play, we had kisser buttons. So... The, the idea of the kisser button is if you're standing up straight, you're not moving your head, you're pulling that string to your face, you're going to pull back until that kisser button hits the corner of your mouth. So that was actually originally designed for draw length, so you're pulling to the same exact point every time. And it sort of over the years evolved into another anchor point, right? So you pull back until you 
get to full draw on the newer bows, solid back wall, pull the string to your face, and you have the anchor, the uh, kisser button acting as an anchor point that you put into the corner of your mouth and then tip the nose in the string or whatever it is. Um, that's okay, and it does work for that for sure. But the problem with that is now with higher let off, especially like some of the bows that are up to 90% now, most bows actually right now are 85%. So 85 to 90%, when you get that really high percent let off, that string is super loose. So when we draw a bow back in the um, uh, draw board at the shop and come to full draw, you can take your fingers at full draw and move that string all over the place. There's like super loose. So the problem with that is you put a kisser button on, you draw that bow back, get into that that valley where it's the the string is super loose and then bury that kisser button into the corner of your mouth and you're actually pushing the string away from your face so that that's going to affect your shot a lot more than not having that kisser button so if you shoot a kisser button and you're used to it i do say that you should probably stick with it because i think it's gonna hurt you more than it's gonna help than to take it off because you're so used to it but if you've never shot a kisser button, like don't do it unless you're really, really, really struggling with an anchor point. Question. Do you think that we should make kisser buttons in the shape of a dick? So that way people wouldn't <laughs> want to put them in their mouth? <laughs> we've we've <laughs> joked about that in the shop, but take a Matthew's like monkey don't tail. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Matthew's monkey tail, put it as your kisser button. Looks like a little dick. And you maybe you'd like it more. I don't know, but <laughs> So uh, just joking, people who your kisser buttons. Yeah, the kisser button will affect you more with a higher let off bow like we do have today. So back to anchor. So bring the string to your face. Find some sort of contact points on your face that and, and again, it's going to take time. It's going to take repetition. It's going to take shooting over and over again to to get to the point where you draw the bow back and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is where it has to sit. So anchor points being again. Points of contact in your face, typically tip of the nose, corner of the mouth. Draw it back. Get to those anchor points. Um, and then the other thing, actually, that I that I um, I researched and, and found out that um, if you look at like in slow motion photography of a of a arrow leaving a bow, it typically takes in most bows it takes about eighteenths of a second for that arrow to leave the bow from the time you pull the trigger until that arrow leaves your rest, which is pretty quick. But out of that, out of that 18 thousandths of a second, 13 thousandths of a second of that, that, that string and arrow are still against your face. And that's because of the let off. So let off, you pull the trigger on your release, the string goes to leave, but it's sort of stalled because of that let off. So when you draw back the bow, the, the string or the cables roll over the module point, which gives you that let off. So the, so it's really loose. So when you pull the trigger, it has sort of a stall before it leaves, and then it leaves really fast. So 13 thousandths of a second, that arrow and that string is still against your face. And then it takes the remaining five thousandths of a second for that arrow to leave the bow. So for a majority of that, you have contact on that string, which is going to affect your shot. So again, very light pressure with your anchor points being tip of the nose, corner of the mouth. If you shoot a kisser button, try to make that really, really light contact. Um, 
And the other thing that could af affect your shot as far as face pressure goes with let off would be if you have a beard or if you have a face mask. Those, Or also the vein of your arrow. If you have a vein of your arrow touching your face, that's going to affect that too. So try to really m minimize any contact with your face other than your anchor points because I think that's super important and you have to have that. But make that pressure very, very light. So the next thing that I really want to talk about, which actually I don't have as part of the shot sequence, but I didn't really talk about it, is your bow arm position and your rear elbow position. So bow arm position, obviously at this point I'm assuming that your grip is correct. When you're at full draw, your bow arm should have a slight bend to your elbow, meaning you don't want your arm locked out straight and you don't want a huge bend to that elbow. A huge bend to that elbow is going to put a lot of strain on that elbow joint. Um, having your arm locked out straight is going to um, potentially put your arm in the strings travel path, which you're going to slap your arm, and that's not fun. You're only going to do that once. So slight bend to your bow arm. And rear elbow position. What I mean by that is when you're at full draw, you want your elbow, your your rear elbow or your release hand elbow to be straight back away from the string, meaning that if you drew a straight line from your elbow to your wrist, that would be in line with the arrow on your bone. That would be the next thing. Um, so at this point, you've set your stance, set your grip, drew the bow back to an anchor point. And once you get to that anchor point, now is aiming. So when you aim... When you're at your anchor point, your peep sight should be directly in front of your eye. You want to look through that peep sight. And what you want to do is get perfect alignment from your peep sight to your scope of your sight. And what I mean by that is getting that rear circle perfectly aligned with the circle of the scope on your sight. So a perfect eclipse, so circle on circle alignment. The next thing would be assuming that the second axis is set on your site, and we'll probably talk about second axis later, but assuming your second axis is set on your site, check that level on your bow. And then once you've, I mean, at this point, like for me, I don't even look at my level because once you shoot over and over and over and again, you know, is your bow is going to be level. You sort of teach yourself to hold your bow level, but take a look at that bubble level on your site. Make sure that your bow is perfectly vertical. At 20 yards, it's not going to make a difference, but once you start shooting longer range, like 40 yards plus, it will make a difference. If, you're, if your bow is canted to the right, your arrow is going to travel to the right of where you're, you're aiming once you get out to longer, longer shots. Um, once you get that aiming sequence down, meaning peep to scope alignment, check your level. Now the next thing you want to do is hold your pin on the target that you're shooting. Hold it as still as you can. You're going to have some movement because you're human. Um, as far as that movement goes, stabilizers will help with that. You know, typically with a stabilizer, the longer you go and the more weight you get out the end, the, the more stable you're going to hold to a point. I mean, you don't want, I mean, all of us are Northeast bow hunters, so you don't want a crazy huge stabilizer. But, you know, for most of my hunting bows, I do like an 8-inch stabilizer with 4 ounces of weight on the front. When I shoot tar um, targets or 3D, I'll do... Well, if I shoot targets, I'll do a longer front bar and also a back bar. But um, like uh, we talked about earlier, Total Archery Challenge in Vermont, we're going to be shooting that. For that 
probably all of us at the shop are going to have some sort of sidebar, right? Yeah, I'm running. Um, I stole your 10 inch uh, spider. It has the old logo on it, so I took that. <laughs> I have an Easton quick quick disconnect in the front bracket, so it puts it a little bit further than 10 inches. I tried running an eight out back, but it was like too much. Yeah, off the front though, and yeah. then um, so I put a six on there, and it's like perfectly balanced. And, and like you said, with the level, like you shoot enough, it doesn't feel right when the bow isn't level. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. So you just know. And for me, I I'm actually so far I haven't had that much time to mess around with my TAC bow, but except when everyone else is fucking working and you're fucking shooting <laughs> in your driveway. You're I've fucking, only shot like a fucking liar. four or five times with it. But no, I, right now I only have like an eight inch front bar with like um, a quick disconnect, which makes it about a eight inch or a nine inch. But um, no, I think probably I'm going to, I'm going to put a back bar on it soon. I might go a little bit longer in the front. I think I'll probably end up running the same as Mark, a 10 inch on the front and a six inch on the back. But anyway, so um, yeah, so Hold the pin on the target as still as you can. So while you're holding that 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 um, pin on target as still as you can, try to hold it right on target. You're going to have a little bit of float again because you're human. As you get that float, start building pressure on your trigger on your release. And start building that pressure until the release fires. So when the release fires, it should be like a surprise to you, right? So everybody talks about like shooting rifles, having that surprise shot. It's the same thing with a bow. Start building pressure on that release until that release fires. Uh, one thing that I didn't talk about, which actually might help out some of you guys, is especially guys shooting a wrist strap release. I'm going to talk about that right now because most most people shoot a wrist strap release. The, the, what you should do is have that release set at the proper length. So proper length being, and I think most people like that I see at the shop and outside of the shop, whatever, most people shoot a release that's too long from. A lot of these releases now have a have an adjustment for length. So length meaning where that trigger lands on your hand. So if you put your wrist strap release on your wrist, lay your hand upright with your palm open and lay that release down flat in your palm and look at where that trigger lays on your palm that trigger should be at about where your fingers meet your palm. That might feel a little bit too short when you when you hook onto your loop or whatever, but when you draw the bow back, that release is going to slide up your wrist a little bit. But also the thing is that, that I want to talk about, finger position on the, on the trigger on a wrist strap release. So you should get a little bit deeper into that, that trigger hold with your finger, meaning take that trigger of your wrist strap release and put it right in the first joint of your index finger. If you're touching that trigger with the, the very tip of your index finger, that's not good because what, the, what that does is there's a lot more nerve endings in the tip of your index finger than there is back at that first joint. So the problem with that is when you get that tip of your finger touching the trigger with all those extra nerve endings, you're a lot more prone to target panic or punching the trigger. So basically what that is, is you're drawn back, you're aiming at the target, you're holding your pin on target, you bring your finger around, the tip of your finger touches that trigger, you're holding that pin on target. So when that pin gets close to, say we're shooting a, a spot target with an X on it, as soon as that pin gets close to the X, your brain subconsciously is saying, shoot, shoot, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, you hit it, go, 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 go now. So you're a lot more 
prone to punching that trigger. The other thing that you don't want to do is have your finger hovering above the trigger. That is horrible. If you have your finger hovering above the trigger while you're aiming at the target, and then when that pin gets close to the X on that target, you swing your finger down and slap that trigger. That is not good. So I would say like half of the guys coming to the shop, whoever, you know, and even guys who like who shoot a lot, do that. And it's funny when you fix that a little bit, or you tell them the the release is too long. It's like past their fucking fingers and they, they slide it back in and they kind of get used to like, you must have to hook it on with your like pinky and your, um, your ring finger. Um, but once you get that, they get the sort of the positioning right and they hook their finger on the top of it. Yeah. Well, they should tighter groups are immediately. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's going to feel a little bit awkward in the beginning because it feels like it's too short. Usually like, like at the other shop I worked at before. And then now like we, we, we actually, we, it sort of was a saying that we said is, when you start complaining that your release is too short, it's probably perfect. Yeah. So, again, set that. That's how my girlfriend feels. Rare. I don't know what that means. Too short? Yeah. It's probably perfect. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So, so set we that, can ask her. that length of the um, release so that trigger is about where your fingers meet your palm. Draw back. Wrap your finger. Actually, another thing that I didn't mention earlier, as soon as you get to full draw and anchored, Bring your finger around and put it on that trigger. That's another common mistake that I see. So I see people draw back and start aiming at the target. They get the pin close to the X. And then once their pin is on the X, then they'll swing their finger around to put it on the trigger. And then while when they do that, they've moved that pin off the target and then start that whole shot sequence again or that, that, right, that aiming target sequence acquisition again. Yeah. over again. Yep. Don't do this. So draw the bow back, bring it to anchor. As soon as you get to anchor, bring your finger around to the trigger. Get that trigger into the first crease of your index finger. Hold the the pin as still as you can on the target while building pressure on that index finger. And then again, when that that shot breaks, it should be a surprise to you. And I have that, a question for you. It's yep. a serious question. Yep. If you let down or you're a pussy, because I think you are. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. <clears throat> so there's a few times, especially like if you shoot indoor, if something isn't right, if your grip isn't right, sometimes I've drawn back my bow. You're a fucking quitter, Morris. You're a fucking quitter. <laughs> sometimes I've drawn my bow, uh, which I don't let down often because I make sure my grip and everything's set before I draw. But if you do get to full draw and everything doesn't feel right, if something feels off, just let down. Like, who cares? Just let down. So reset your grip and do it again. <laughs> so I think, just FYI, when we go to. Uh, if I ever see Mark let down, I'm going to give him so much shit. So right my t shirt's going to say, <laughs> fucking send it. Josh is in, Josh's t shirt's going to say, let send down, it, try send again. It most of the time. <laughs> Semi send it. <laughs> I've never seen Josh let down. He just fucking sends it. I've actually rarely let down. But. Because again, you should let down. Though. I'm just joking. Well, because because again, I, I go through this shot sequence. Well, sometimes I get lazy, but I try to do this shot sequence every time. So, so we've talked about the um, trigger finger. I get the handheld release. I think that might be a separate podcast. That's yeah. Let's not get into that. That's a that's a, a lot more. Uh, Often I ask Josh for the hand release when we're out back shooting the. Um, <laughs> Shooting bows. Hand, hand release and handheld release are two totally separate things. It's a different podcast on a different <laughs> channel with a little e-sticker on it. When you know. So we've talked about stance. You set your stance, set your grip, draw the bow back, anchor to those anchor points on your face, bring your trigger finger around, get into that first, first you motherfucker. Joint of your you index. Seriously, 
You just recapped. You just did my job for me. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it. So you do that. Hold the pin on target. So you're aiming, holding it as still as you can. Again, you're going to have some movement because you're human. Build pressure on that trigger. Once, once the shot breaks, then what do you do? So that would be the next step, which I call follow through. So a lot of common mistakes I see in, in, in follow through is people trying to watch their arrow fly or looking to where they hit. I do that. You, you caught do, me. You, you caught do, me. That. You do do that. I've noticed yeah, that a you lot. You caught me. You shoot and then immediately lean forward and look. So that that's actually a bad thing because the problem with that is as soon as that shot breaks, if you look for that arrow or look for where you hit, typically you're dropping your bow down and to the left again if you're a right-handed shooter. So what can happen when you do that is <clears throat> maybe the arrow hasn't left the, the rest before you start dropping. Again, all this stuff happens in milliseconds and you don't really realize that when you're doing that dropping down into the left to lean forward to look at the target that arrow is still being affected by your bow so typically you'll hit low or low left or left so so what i do is when the shot breaks let your rear elbow or the elbow with your release come straight back sort of almost like you're you're um flexing your bicep so com completely straight back and slightly slightly down and back because that's sort of the natural um, position for that arm to go. And the other thing is your bow arm. Your bow arm, just let the bow fall as it naturally will fall, you know. So, um, so let that happen and hopefully if you follow all these steps, that arrow is going to go where Do you, you want to like go. Do you feel like a lot of shooters now, I, I feel this way, but maybe I'm wrong, but. Actually, I feel like I wouldn't bring the point up if I was wrong, but um, I think a lot of bows nowadays are so fast and so like, I don't know, and the arrows are so light that a lot of shooters are good shooters at 20 and 30 yards. Mm -hmm. Like make a lot of mistakes. I always say like a female shooter who's shooting lower, lower poundage gets away with less mistakes than like say a guy who's shooting 65 pounds at 29 and a half inch draw. You know, like when yeah. I shoot that, I, I, get, I shoot a hex, a super light arrow and I can like, do some fucked up shit and for target you do yeah but and but then once i get past that 30 yard range that's when the, the real shit happens because if i do the same things in a shitty shot at 20 yards i may stack arrows still because of my setup but at 40 yards i'm like my groups are like left and right everywhere i mean vertical i'm pretty good but if i don't concentrate let's do it with the rx1 when i first got that yeah my groups were left and right like crazy i was like it's a fucking straight line across the middle of the target and i'm like what is going on yeah and i wasn't following my proper shot sequence but at 20 yards i was getting away with it like I, it was it was fine it was serviceable and like but at 40 yards i feel like 40 50 yards it's where the, it separates the men from the boys so to speak Yeah, 50 yards i think is really the point that really separates you but the um yeah so a, a faster bow higher poundage longer draw length lighter arrow you're going to get away with a little bit more because that arrow's gone a lot faster than it would be with like a maybe a girl with a 24 inch draw shooting 40 pounds, you know, because it, that shot sequence or, or that arrow leaving the bow being 18 thousandths of a second might be 20 thousandths of a second. So so they have a little bit more time to screw up that shot for sure. I, I noticed too, like a lot of uh, female shooters that we have, like a few of them, like, like Tara DeRocher, she, she, um, She's a shitty, like she's, she's a, a badass. Yeah, she is. She's a shitty, shitty, like not shitty, but like she had a beginner bow. She wasn't sure if she liked it. You know, I feel bad for her because her husband would buy like four, like fucking 
RX3s <laughs> each year and stick her with a fucking stinger. Um, no, she joking. got a Helix this yeah. year. So she, this year she bought a... Um, she, she's going to be killer. Yeah, she bought a new bow this year that's like high-end string stop, you know, yeah. really nice cams in it. Um, and she's shooting a handheld release this year, different podcast. But uh, I noticed that her groups were... She she went from like, hey, spraying the target to being like smashing arrows without a sight on it in her, in her thing and just like working with like proper shot sequence with her. She she did a great job in terms of it. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes the equipment plays plays a role but i think she had really good like sort of form in the beginning anyways and she was fighting the equipment a little bit so when she had like a higher end bow it was like i don't know i think they sent a message about like how she was just like smashing like tight groups and stuff and i think that helps out a little bit in terms of like but she put the work in with a shittier bow that she couldn't make mistakes that like say like someone else could make that was shooting a a faster um longer draw length bow you know so i feel like my, my kid's that way he shoots a shitty, not shitty, but he's a, he's a youth bow. Yeah. So when he moved up out of that crappy youth bow into a, to a little bit better of a youth bow, he was super consistent. Like he, he, he couldn't, he knew that if he didn't clear out of the string or he didn't like, or he like, he, he took a, you know, a sneak peek at the, the, the air like his dad does. Yeah. He so the deer, so, he so the when Mark says clear out of the string, he's really meaning, you know, that fall through that I talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, let absolutely. the ball, let the bow fall naturally how it will fall. And your release elbow coming straight back away from the string. Have you ever seen Josh shoot too? He has a big pronounced kind of like, like follow through. It, it, it's big and so it's almost, it's a fucking, it's like jazz hands, but bow, like sexy jazz hands. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's a, it's a big sort of like exaggerated kind of like follow through, but it's, it's I don't even mean to do that. It just no, no, happens. It, it looks fucking cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I sit in the basement sometimes. Sometime. I'm in my basement shooting and I shoot my regular way. Then I'm like. I'll feel like all sexy. So I'll just start like fucking huge, like follow through and stuff. And like, like <laughs> throwing that hand yeah. back. <laughs> my, my pinky, my pinky's like fucking like sinking out, sinking out a little bit. I do the... actually, I totally he do does, that. He so, does. so, and I actually don't even know. I flip my ponytail, I, my imaginary I, ponytail. I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even know that I did that with my bow hand, but everybody always like, uh, would make fun of me saying you shoot so fancy. I'm like, like, what do you mean fancy? Like he's having like, tea like, with the queen oh, of England. Oh, your, your bow hand, you have pinkies out when you shoot, like yeah. pinkies out. But that's, that's again, I'm just... I'm making a fucking t-shirt. Pulling my fingers away from the riser because I don't want any contact with those fingers on the riser on yeah. the front. No, and it's funny because it's one of those things where, like, I talk about, like, as much shit as I give them, like, I talk about how that that big sort of, like, clear out of the string or that big follow-through, like, he does it the same way every time. Repetition, you know, repeating that, repeatability of that, of that shot sequence. And so having that big pronouncement, you know he's fucking, his arm is out, of, you know, he's... He's pulling, you know, pulling straight back because he has this big pronounced one. So it's always the same way. So he knows that he's always doing it that way. Like I do a thing. It's funny. I'll shoot like fucking 80 shots, like super good. The one time I drop my elbow or I peek at the site, Josh is like, notice your fucking elbow was dropped. Or, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm very critical yeah. of Mark. I'm like, Actually, Mark, Mark was shooting a league at a, at, a, at a range because our range isn't done yet. But Mark was shooting a, a league at a range. Um, like probably a month ago. Yeah, about a month. Yeah, maybe. So like, he texted me a picture of him shooting at the at this range, and the very first picture he sent me, the very first comment I I said to him because I'm so critical of anything yeah. archery, but I'm like, your elbow's down too much. I was hoping it'd be like nice ass or something, but it was like he's like your elbow's down. I I'm wasn't like, looking at your ass. I'm at like, all. seriously, dude. Like, no, it's it's, your fault. Yeah, league your, is fun. Your, your uh, your elbow is too low. You know how many leagues, <laughs> how many um rounds of Vegas I've shot in my life? One. 
that one that one it was pretty funny and that um, one you did pretty good for the the very first time so i never i haven't shot that rx3 at all and then that day i i wednesday's the worst day for sorry excuse me it's the worst day for me to like go do anything i've run kids around and stuff like that and so my daughter didn't have cheer that night so i decided to go and surprise the guys at league over at black sheep in sanford sanford maine and um i pop in and no one notices me except for Patty Govin, who's a, a customer of ours. She's awesome. She's an Olympic recurve. But like we have like former shop guy Pat there. We have um Bill Marshawn, our, our homeboy who works at the shop there, and like Deb Beaupre, who's like a, a like one of the staff shooters and her boyfriend. And no one notices me. I just sneak in and stuff. And I literally had gone to Cody Creek Archery like early in the day. I had sold my spot hog to a customer. I, I put a brand new one on my bow. And like literally like it's new. I didn't have a side tape on it. And this guy had come in and he really wanted one and we, we had ordered them. They weren't in yet. So I said, you know what? You can have them off my bow. I'm not even going to shoot it yet. So I give him my sight and then I decided I'm going to shoot league. So we go out and you know, Josh shoots one of those like black gold. I was forget what it is. Is it a pure, pure driven? No, pure driven, pure driven, yep. four inch dovetail. So I'm like, I'm going to be like Josh today. I'm going to fucking shoot that sight. So we put it on. I oh, that's to- right. Yeah. You put it on the same day you shot league. Yeah. So I get there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to shoot 20. I get there 50 minutes early. Start shooting and I can't get it over left enough because it, it, it's, it's different, like different settings and stuff like that. And I can't get it left enough. So I'm shooting and I, and I have to like compensate and shoot like basically there's a yellow, at, you know, it's a yellow center spot and there's a red, there's a, there's red. I'm going to shoot to the edge of the red to get a bullseye. So, yeah. So you were compensating, you were yeah. aiming, you were, so, so when you held the pin on the X, you were hitting like, an inch and a half left yeah, or something like out that. Yeah, out of the red. I wasn't like a six or something like that. Yeah, so you would compensate and hold your pin yeah, all of the signs, inch so. and a half, two inches right, yeah, whatever so it was. Yeah, it was super fun. And then like, so it was funny. So my first couple ends, you know, like were like shitty. It was like a seven, six, and a miss. <clears throat> but I was like sighting my bow in as we're going along. And, and I finished strong. I finished like. That's so hardcore. Yeah, XX10, XX10. That, like, that is so like the, the cobbler sun goes shoeless yeah, yeah. The, get my side away the, the carpenter's house is never done <laughs> so we go and the boat tech goes to shoot league without his sight sighted in <laughs> just going and so it was fun and it was like it was weird because like we took a break kind of like after the 10th end and i was getting my groove and stuff but it was uh not to be like a dickhead but it's fun going and shooting my hunting setup like against oh yeah guys. i used to love doing i know that. you used to you fucking destroy dreams but i uh <laughs> but yeah so my my end one of the guys but was like how did you finish up i'm usually tired i'm like dude my last end was like a xx10 you know like yeah. you know which is it's pretty good in terms of that but um josh used to go into the range and like shoot his hunting set against the target guys and just like fucking like you know shoot 300s and stuff and like everyone would just cry and sell their <laughs> with bows. their target bows yeah because <laughs> some of the target bows have like you know four power lenses and like these huge um 30 inch stabilizers. stabilizers yeah yeah it was it was pretty fun and it was it was so inviting and warm and fun i, I loved it i wish i could do it more often uh, I actually really want to go shoot up there. It's tough though. It's like six o'clock at night, and then it's forty the minutes away. The problem is like a couple different things. Like one, I'm busy. Two, I'm lazy. So I and and it's kind of like it's an hour away from my house. Yeah, you, it's know. it's further away for you than it is for me. But it's, it's I'm going to wait until we get our range done. Once we get our range done, actually, it's something Mark and I talked about was. Once we get our range done, we're going to have a couple league nights where it's going to be like, oh, we're going to go shoot league tonight. You guys want to come shoot? You know what I mean? It'll be fun. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be, I was thinking we should do some VIP events too. Yeah. Top, we talked about that. We'll secret, do that like, too. Underground yeah. shit. Be yeah. Fun. Absolutely. Um, but, oh, so, you know, you know, recap, let's just, 
you know, the recap of the sort of the sauce, I just want, I just want to go through this real quick, just before we get off tangent, I told my story about the stupid league night, but not stupid league night, stupid league night because of me. But, um, you know, just recapping, like, stance, grip, draw, anchor, release, and follow through. That's the most important things in your shot sequence. Is is there one that's, you said you think that stance is probably as important as, as grip? Those two are the sort of the key. Mm, I mean, it's it's all it, of them together. I know that. It's all important, but if I could pick one to say that was the most important would be grip. Yeah. You know, we, we have a lot of guys who struggle with their, like, you know, shooting or tuning their bows because of their grip, and it's it's like – it's not it's usually not the bow it's the grip which is it's true like, it's it's yeah it is, it is usually it is a lot of times the grip and i had a tough time with the rx3 when i first got it in shooting that when i first tuned that it was like i had a hard time with that grip again like i said like the grip is probably the most important part of the shot it's the most overlooked part of a shot and it's probably the hardest one to get correct so yeah if, if you're going to work on anything work on grip i mean all that stuff is important for sure but grip would be really focus on your grip. So let me let me ask you this question. So total archery challenge coming up. You know, mm-hmm. there's some you know, a lot of guys are shooting mountain ops and things like that. Locals, of course, but you know, we're we're uh, fucking <clears throat> we work at a pro shop, so we get to shoot the hard ones. Um, we have to just feel obligated yeah, so to. So usually when I shoot like Grand State Boners and things like that, which is a local sort of like three thing, I shoot from the fifty yards. Like I don't care about the score. I think yeah, I want to. I just want to shoot fun. But um, and we did that when we went to Sunday. We shot from the farthest. Yeah, stage. I'm, I'm actually. I'm competitive, but not like if yeah. I go to 3D shoots, like I really don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I'm I going pissed a bunch of guys I'm, off. I'm going there to shoot for bow hunting shots because yeah. I'm a bow hunter. That's what I'm happened. Not, I'm not a 3D shooter. I'm a bow hunter. That's I used so to shoot funny. 3D a lot. I used to, but now I just really like, I don't know. I went one time and the they were shitty targets and it, not being shitty, but they were like. And, and not to say anything bad about 3D shooters. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's Me fun. Too. Like it's cool. Like if you're into it, absolutely. I'm 100% behind you. But for me. I'm just a bow hunter. Yeah, it was funny because I went to a shoot one time and there's all these targets and all like the the boars and things like that had like the you know the twelve ring or whatever like right in a spot where I'd never shoot that. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing that drives me crazy. So I was in a group with like a bunch of like like shoot in delivery, get a ten, yeah, or like eleven, like, right, or whatever right. the fuck. A bunch of guys are there and they were super serious about it, and I kept on tucking arrows behind the shoulder. Just yeah, to be a dickhead. That, that's that's where I, I would do. shoot yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah, hog. Yeah, yeah. I would shoot it right behind the shoulder. Yeah. And they were getting so pissed. I'm like, why are you guys getting mad at me? Who cares if I have a five on my card? Like, right. It's not your card. Like, who cares? I'm shooting like right. I would shoot this thing like in real life. Yeah. I would not shoot that the way that is quartering away from me hard where it was. It's going to come out of its fucking like intestines and well, get, as, as a hunter, it's kind of bad practice. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I, mean, like, I mean, I don't want to say it's bad practice. It's good because you're. You're aiming for a spot and you're hitting the spot you're looking at. But, Absolutely. But for hunting, you wouldn't shoot it yeah. there. I used to hate when we used to shoot video archery that it'd be like a weird spot. I hit, I hit it right where I wanted to hit it, and it'd be like zero or like no score. I'm like, come yeah. on. But um, I digress. Um, so my question was, you're getting ready for total archery challenge, right? Those long distance, steep angle shots. Most guys are not going to get on the roof and fucking shoot down in the lawn. Yeah. How do you prepare for that as a as a northeast bow hunter? So, so a, a couple things is the first, the very first thing you need to make sure that your second and third axis is set on your site. So second and third axis, let's see if I can explain this without a video. Second axis. So if you hold your hand out in front of in front of you, so take your fingers and turn them down. So you make your, your hand into like a 90 degree angle. Hold that out in front of you. Pretend that your fing- your fingers are your pins. 
if you take your fingers and tip the 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 tips of your fingers down and up, that second axis on your sight. Now, take your fingertips and move them away and closer to you. That's third axis on your sight. So first thing would be to set second and third axis on your sight. And, and the reason that's important, second axis would be for longer range, making sure your bow's level. Again, like I said earlier, if you're canting your bow to the right, your arrow's going to track right, you're going to hit right at longer range. Third axis would be if your second axis is set and you're aiming at a target on level ground and you have your level, your bubble level level on level ground, and then you aim at an extreme downhill angle and your bubble, say your bubble floats up to the left, you're going to cant your bow to the left to get that, bu that bubble back in the center and you're going to miss that target left. So, so again, for TAC extreme angles, whether it's TAC or, or, or if you're hunting, tree stands yeah. don't matter so much because well, it's short mean, distances. Buck comes in. Short distances, <laughs> but whatever. So first thing would be setting your second and third axis on your site. Make sure that's, that's right. Um, the next thing would be a, a big mistake that a lot of guys make is they draw their bow back and then they angle their bow down towards the target or up at a target and don't bend at the waist. The next most important thing after second and third axis is going to be bending at the waist. So if I was shooting at a target in an extreme, like say it's an 80 yard mountain goat at a 70 degree, 70 degree downhill angle, I would draw back, come to my anchor level to the earth. And then I would, bend my bend at the waist and bend down to the target and also keep an eye on my bubble level because bubble level is going to make a big difference long range shots and extreme angle shots so those would be the two most important things the other thing would be like practice it but that's a really hard shot to practice yeah just pretty much bubble level second third axis bend at the waist is there any difference in terms of like say i'm shooting straight up at a target right like a is a mule deer like elevated it like yep on a ledge you know how do i compensate for that with my sight is there is there is it say if, say if i range it and it's 100 yards or 50 yards mm -hmm. is it going to be 50 yards true on my sight if i if i do all the shot sequence correctly i bend it the waist correctly and like so uphill you're probably going to have to add a few yards downhill you're going to have to subtract a few yards and that's that's really hard to judge you just send it and see what you happens know, right? just send it but no actually for tac you can use um Range finders. So for that, I would just suggest using a range finder that has angle yeah, compensation. Compensation, yeah. Um, in terms of that, though, you do you feel like any kind of like I'm talking about soft soft here, but like any kind of equipment changes you do for TSC? The only thing that I change, well, I don't know why I say the only thing because I kind of change a lot, but I'm shooting a longer axle axle bow because in longer range shots. Um, a longer axle axle bow is going to be more stable and more forgiving. So I did do that. Yeah. Um, I set my peep height. Typically when people set a peep height, they're setting the peep height for shooting 20 yards or something. I set my peep height about the middle of my range for the shoot. So for, so for um, prime course, we're shooting 40 to, what is it? 40 to a hundred. Yeah. 
So I set my my uh, peep pipe for like 60, 70 yards. So basically I moved my pin to where I was guessing 60 or 70 yards was going to be. And then I adjusted the peep pipe for that. Um, I am shooting a, a lighter arrow. Um, and the only reason for that is not so much speed because you know what the the distance going to be. So that, that, that part doesn't really matter. But the one reason I did that is because I'm going to be taking longer shots and some guys will max out at 80, 90, 100 yards and won't get any more range out of their sight. So if you, and, and by that, what I mean is your sight, if you're shooting a single pin adjustable, if you shoot 20 yards and then you go to 80 yards, you're going to move that dial and it's going to move the scope down on your, on your uh, sight. So when that scope goes down, the scope is getting closer to the arrow. So most of my setups... I'm about 100, 110 yards before my cock vein is going to hit the bottom of my, of my scope. So I sort of set it up. So again, raising my peep and all that, I get a little bit more range out of my sight. When you raise your peep though, what does it, it changes your anchor a little bit, right? Not much. It'll change my anchor a little bit. I'm anchoring a little bit lower on my jaw than I normally do. Um, this new setup, and, and also I've increased, draw weight yeah to try to get a what little are, bit more range now, tough guy muscles mr um, muscles shooting 73 pounds 70, I, 74 he's being modest <laughs> and uh and a super light arrow so i'm doing that with a little bit higher peep because i want to get maximum range and actually i gained a lot more than i thought i would my i can get out to 140 that's with pretty the, awesome with this site without you my went to Texas, you're hitting. only out to 100 right i was out to 100 yeah, yeah that's pretty cool yeah, typically most of my setups, I'm out to 100. Yeah, so if you're 100 max, though, at TAC, if we have a 100-yard shot, it's a little further than 100 usually, right? No, I no, I don't think it is. I think it's fine. But the, the thing that I was – actually, the reason I, like, set this up to go beyond 100 is, like, novelty shoots or, like, the oh, yeah, practice, yeah. practice butts where we're out 100 and – I don't know what I, I actually honestly don't know what to expect for for a distance. So if there's a moose target out at 130, 140 yards at the base of the mountain, I'm gonna I want to be able to send one. Yeah, I feel know? like we should uh, and we probably will do this too. We'll probably spend a lot of time at that at that practice area. Mm -hmm. We hang out, shoot the shit and stuff like that. It, it'll be fun to see everyone because I know everyone's doing different courses. A lot of like our customers and a lot of our friends are doing like mountain ops. We're not doing mountain ops. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing mountain ops. I mean, yeah. Maybe we'll do mountain ops, so we'll run over after we finish one. But we might. Yeah, if if time allows, we're yeah, gonna, so. we're actually going to be pretty busy. Up yeah, there. so we have a kind of announcement. I think that we should uh, kind of announce. And Mr. Joshua can announce it, but uh, pretty exciting about TAC. It's weird. I'm I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure we should announce it here, but we are going to be podcasting from um, Total Archery Challenge in Killington. Yeah, we'll be podcasting from one of the booths. Um, so a little little uh, leak here. I think we're gonna be in the prime booth podcasting. Yeah, so we'll be there. No times yet. We have to figure out logistics. You yeah, know. once we get times and everything sort of nailed down, we gotta figure out electricity and other other oh, other that. stuff. But, but yeah, we're gonna be podcasting from TAC, and we're gonna be doing it from the 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 prime booth. Yeah, um, prime and and Seth Stevens were nice enough to let us use their booth so we're going to be up there podcasting so once we announce it with times and everything it'd be awesome if all you guys can come in and uh, yeah hang out and hang and out check out prime bows and and uh yeah. see us and, and um it's funny questions. I, maybe, maybe we'll throw you a headset and get oh, you on the podcast who knows <laughs> it's funny because um just let, let you guys know me and seth are like pretty much best friends like 
if now, you, now that he he revoked you, his dry douchebag. Yeah. Actually, today at the shop, somebody said something to me about me being the new dry douchebag. <laughs> he is. But um, they came in. They're like, so if how you, do you feel about being the new dry? If douche you cross bag? your fingers together, right? You cross them together. Imagine that you're crossing your two, your your index finger and your middle finger. You're crossing them. That's like me and Seth. If you look to the right, the thumb. That's Josh. That's how it is now. That cuts We're me tight. deep. Yeah, I'm cuts sorry. Cuts me deep. I don't want to be that way, but you know, Seth was there the other day, setting the bow up and just like. Only because you were intimidated is why you did that, but. It's true. <laughs> but anyhow, so yeah, Seth is what he brought. He's, he's awesome. It's all joking aside, but. No, uh, Super Knights, actually, Seth was the one that um, sort of lined that up so we yeah. can do that. So I was worried, and this still might happen, like, I was a little boy from South Korea, you know, living my archery <laughs> dreams. And like, at one point, there may be a situation where like, Josh, myself, and Seth shoot. Like, how fucking intimidating is that? Like, fucking shooting those two fucking local legends. Just me there. <laughs> Except no one expects me to, like, do well. So they don't know I've been training. I've been, like, running, eating, eating, like, protein and, like, egg whites and getting ready for this. And um, Do you mean, like, corn dogs when you say that? Yeah, corn dogs. <laughs> fucking delicious. But, uh, so, you know, I was thinking, I thought the other night, I'm, like, daydreaming a little bit. Like, imagine I'm, we're there on the mountain. This won't happen, but we're on the mountain. <laughs> And it's like hundred yard shot, bedded sheep. Josh shoots, fucking hits a rock, splits his arrow. <laughs> Seth shoots, hits it in the head. I fucking, tw- I fucking twelve ring it. I'm like literally dropping my bow and walking off the fucking mountain. Champion done, done. <laughs> Do the championship belt thing. I'm like, I'm just fucking done. That's a career. Peace so, out. so five years ago, would you imagine you would be going to a shoot with Seth Stevens and Josh Morris? No way, dude. Like I didn't think. I five years ago, I wouldn't think Seth would even talk to me. <laughs> I love that That's dude. He's, funny. he's actually funny. He's like the, he's just, he's like a scary motherfucker. Like I guess one of the guys at, at another archery shop asked him like, caught, like they're like, hey, mm. it's mm-hmm. like hey uh, hey Seth, you've been listening to that um, Josh Morris podcast thing, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's pretty cool. He's like, are you uh, cool with Mark? Are you cool with you? Do you, do you know Mark at all? <laughs> yeah, I know Mark. You you got you guys cool. Like, they're like all scared of Seth. Okay. Um, but it's it's funny because it's, it's like it's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally in good fun. Like if I thought he was an actual douchebag, I literally never would say it. <laughs> that's why I never talk about Josh. That's true. That's that's awkward. No. But yeah, no, it's totally awkward. Um, you know the other funny the funny thing is I don't know we're going off on a tangent, but um, so if you guys have been in the shop at all, like Walter's in the shop all the time. Yeah. Like one Saturday, he's love that guy. He's he's a hashtag sexy firefighter. <laughs> um, you can find him on um what is that? Oh he uh. He, I don't think he has an Instagram. No, he, but he used to have, um, what was that old fucking MySpace? Like, yeah. Look at him on MySpace. <laughs> He's Wal- a MySpace. Walmador. Walmador. <laughs> so, Maydor. Yeah, Maydor. But, um, so he was at the firehouse one day and like, I'm like in North Carolina with my kid and like, I'm getting all these texts and he's like, are you guys fucking kidding me? I'm through episode one. You've mentioned Corey Beam, <laughs> yeah, Corey right. Beam's kids, Bill Marshawn, fucking Seth Stevens. Seth Stevens. And you're, I'm like, I work with you every fucking day. Mark, I I work late so you can leave early. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of me. And I'm like, oh, we met you later on. He's like, all right, I'm on podcast too. Are you you guys are fucking breaking my heart here. <laughs> then all of a sudden, like, Josh texts in, he chimes in, and he's like, um, episode five, five minutes and 44 seconds in, we talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> we sh- we'll have Walt on at some yeah. point. I love that guy. We'll give it a disclaimer. No children. He's Walt, super good. Walt it's actually the funniest so awesome, motherfucker like, ever. To have like uh, Mark and Walt work at the shop yeah. and Bill, like all of us, like what a team. Yeah. Mark, Walt, and Bill, man. Well, you know, we had a big sale. Not to, I was saying to Josh too, and this is true. We had a big sale a couple weekends ago, and like I said, 
you know, like half of these motherfuckers that came in here to buy boats, Walt has literally talked to them and like, you know, told them mm-hmm. about the sale. And he's such a good guy. He's so passionate about it. Like he's, um, he is super passionate. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. So he's, and a, he's a good boat tech. He's a good salesman. Like he's awesome. And, he's, and actually like, he's the funniest motherfucker ever. Like he like, Oh my God. Like some of the stuff we can't even say. Yeah. Like, he, he's ridiculous. He yeah, says stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God. We can never go live with Walter because it's some of the stuff no. is just like. What's the thing, like, what if they, we have to set up some sort of beep. Or just like that, you know, the, the TV the delay where it's five seconds where you have to, like, you, you have time to edit yeah, it out. Yeah, we totally need a delay with Walt on here. So we'll, we'll record with Walt sometime, and we'll have, like, four hours of, of like, recording, and it'll be edited down to, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right. no, it's fucking funny. It's, like, almost, it's, like. He's hilarious. He's already the funniest dude I know. Like he's oh, like, yeah, absolutely. And like he just doesn't take any shit, and he's so funny. And like, and and he'll say anything to anybody. Yeah. Like some stuff he said, like, dude, I totally wouldn't have said that to but, that remember person. Our, remember like, our first weekend, our, our grand opening sale, we had the pro staffers there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna tell the story, but it's like it was funny. We're like walking out and. We're, we're talking and all of a sudden Walter says this thing and I like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's right. I'm like, oh my god, did you fucking actually say that? And he did. And so instantly then I like, I, I like, say, he like said Walter. send nudes. He did send nudes. He did say that. <laughs> Thanks for giving out the secrets, but it was pretty funny. But he'll, he'll like literally like um he'll be on. He'll be funny. He'll it'll, it'll be the the, the 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 sexy firefighter podcast. He'll take over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how we don't want him on. But um, and we talked about actually this like we talked about it before we recorded this podcast. Actually, like like the shop, like this this podcast and the shop are two separate things. We're not, you know, we're not like. We do promote the shop a little bit, but that's not the intention. Yeah, you know, so, this is totally this is this is a totally separate project. So to tell you how it's so funny, we you know podcasting is like difficult for us. We have like family lives and things like that, and so it's like hard to like do that stuff. And so we had one podcast where we're like I feel like we ate drink too many beers because we tried to double up. We did one podcast and we did a second podcast. And the second podcast, I felt like we were like selling stuff the whole time, which we were. We it's not our intention at all. And so the fact that we were like, oh, come do this and come buy that at the shop and like that. We were like, fuck that. That's not us at all. So we actually deleted the podcast. We didn't delete it. We just, we didn't, we never really said it. It was like, like accidentally salesy. And we don't want that. Like, we want you to come into the shop and like get your second and third actions adjusted for TAC. Fucking absolutely. Because we're going to do it right. And we care about it. Um, do I care if you go somewhere else and do it? I mean, no, but it's one of those things where like, you know, as far as like giving you advice about arrows or what bow you shoot, I don't think we give a fuck what you guys shoot. Just as long as you're shooting bows and fucking sending arrows, that's the most important thing. It's a lot of swears again, once again. I went to the gun range today and I shot my gun and I felt like I felt dirty. So now I feel all edgy. Yeah, this isn't a gun shooting podcast. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. If you saw my fucking groups from shooting guns, you'd, you'd understand why I shoot Nobody archery. Nobody would listen to you. Yeah, literally, like, it's like, seriously. Um, oh, it was horrible. It was fun, but it was horrible. That's funny. Yeah, in terms of like, I was just saying, you know, you know, just one of those things like, I, you know, second, third, actually, just we'll do it for you, of course. It's one of those things like, you know, we want to do that, but it, we're not like, here's our podcast and come into the shop if you listen to our podcast. Yeah, no, it's not like that at all. Come in the shop and hang out. We, I feel like we give a lot of free hats out and like, um, how are we doing on hats? Are we getting low? We're getting low. Every time somebody comes in and mentions the podcast, we're like, Here, here's a hat. Here's a hat and a sticker. So we actually rethink that. I know. It's like. Some of the people like deserve, deserve it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jim so, Benito. For Jim one. Benito, yeah. We can't keep up with Jim Benito's like thirst. He's like a vampire for this podcast. Yeah. Just wakes up and he's like, you know, it's pretty cool. It's, it's and it's fun. Like who did I talk? Someone came in on the sale weekend and I didn't know who they were. And they were like, are you Mark? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so we shot the shit and it's been really fun. And I feel like, um, 
like definitely come in and say hi if you you know if you listen to the podcast that that's we love that kind of shit and um you know oh so um how many arrows are you bringing someone sent me a message the other day how many arrows are you bringing i said i'm bringing fucking two <laughs> two <laughs> just joking two dozen no um i'll bring two so uh, i actually haven't decided that so i'm gonna bring probably a dozen yeah between well i don't know between one dozen and two dozen yeah, I might I throw. Know. I might, might be throw, twelve, might be eighteen, might be sixteen, might be twenty-three. I don't know. I might throw an extra dozen in the at truck. At least a dozen. And not tell you guys. Like I'd be like, I have Actually, a dozen. Actually, when, when we go in the mountain, maybe we we'll bring a dozen. And I'll have an extra dozen yeah, in yeah. my bag That's back I was at the too. hotel. Yeah. And uh, as far as your setup for that, you know, um, no quiver. You don't shoot with a quiver on. No, I'm not going to shoot with a quiver um, on. Absolutely not. You carry your arrows in a backpack. Yeah. A yeah, I got a Badlands backpack. I'll put a. I'm actually going to put a little hip quiver inside of my backpack Sexy. full of arrows yeah, and then zip it up and have my arrows sticking out of the top like a badass. What do you think about, um? yeah, I saw the Western ones. Everyone does that. All the Western guys shoot with their quiver on. So I thought about doing that. I'm not going to. But no, I'm not going to shoot with my quiver on. No, fuck that. Now. But um, like boots while I do boots and things like that. Like just, it's it's a little terrain. You know, there's some terrain. There'll be some hiking and some terrain. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then, what, are the, what are the boots we're wearing? Oh, I yeah. Let's get your pair. Um, they're they're yeah. Hurry up! I know they're from they're. I th- actually think they're out of St. Louis, but um, they're like a European. They're they're called X Jag, and they're they're pretty sick. They're like Vibram soles. They're really nice, super breathable. So, uh, yeah, so what size are you again? Um, ten, eleven. Yeah, you, you ten, ten and a half actually. Yeah, nice, nice. So you're gonna say a half. It's your it's I think European size. We'll see how they go. Um, I, I'm gonna break them in, but I think it, I think the terrain will be nice. I think that it'll be. The atmosphere would be nice. I, I know Joe Morin, our buddy Joe Morin, was in yep. the shop. Got his bow ready for... Uh, We're going to hang out with him at TAC. Yeah. This is actually... Hey, Joe, you know, you know if you're listening, Josh told me we're at the shop, right? He's like, hey, fucking <laughs> Joe. He's he's fucking cool. I said, yeah, he's a, he's a badass. You know, and he's like, he's all jacked and ripping. He's like, I bet you I could fucking drink that motherfucker under the fucking table. I said all that? The, yeah, you were telling me that? How like... You thought maybe that he was a like a lightweight when he came to like drinking beers and th- did you call him a pussy? I think you called him pussy. <laughs> I, I never did. I was like, uh, I Joe's never did. Biceps bigger than your thigh, bro. I, I never did. Joe is jacked. He's a badass. And I would never ever do anything to piss him off. But I probably still could drink him under the table. Oh my god! I think that's I'm a, so good at it. Did you just throw? Did you just throw a fucking? Did you just throw a fucking glove on the fucking table against Joe Morin? <laughs> Not in a fight, but a drinking contest. Drinking absolutely. Contest? Absolutely. I don't know if Christy's gonna like that, but I'm all about it. Oh yeah, just kidding. I forgot. Yeah. Christy. Just kidding. Yeah, I am. But it'll be fine. Actually, the problem is like there's like so many people that said, Oh, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna hang out. Like mm, That's a lot of beers. Tough. Hang out. I used to do a thing where I used to where I used to work, people would buy you beers. And like every time you had to leave the bar, they'd be like, Oh no, no, I'm gonna buy you a beer. So I do a thing where I that's what fake, I do too. Fake phone call. They call like, hey, here you walk outside and just walk to my truck. Cause like, I hate guys like you, <laughs> dude. I gotta like get <laughs> I, up in I'm the morning. I'm the guy always the, trying to get somebody to stay longer with me. So Josh and I didn't like each other that much until we went to uh, well, we Utah. Don't. Yeah, it's true. It's just serviceable. <laughs> we went to Utah together and we're sitting at the bar and like I realized like he's my fucking <laughs> yeah, like at that point he's my like long hair doppelganger because he's my white he's like my white <laughs> doppelganger because we literally like we're at the bar and I was thinking I'm always the guy who's like hey listen I don't want to grow up. We'll have one beer. We'll be fine. And then it's two in the morning. I'm like, why is this fucking bar closing? <laughs> I know. Let's go find another. <laughs> and I was like, and I've never seen anyone who could, and not that I'm uh, like a, I drink a ton. I drink quite a bit, but. Uh, no, we're not. But I mean, it's, it's it's cool to have somebody that can hang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, it's funny. It's funny because um, I have to bring my girlfriend in this, but she claims to be again. a light, Yeah. Again. She claims to be a lightweight. We're in uh, Arizona together at this place called um, 
get some weird biker bar. And the funny story is like, we're getting out of the thing. And I had earlier, I had bought a um, mint brush at like CVS because I was wearing black. <laughs> oh my God. Sh- Hold on. It's great. I'm wearing black shorts, right? Nick Vargas, take notice. Yeah, please. And so it's, <laughs> in, the, it's, brush. In, it's in the fucking like door, right? And like, where's this biker? And it's, a, it's like a biker bar, like legit, like a little, I probably shouldn't be in this bar. Yeah. With my girlfriend. And so I open the door and there's all these bikers standing like that. They're having cigarettes and stuff. And the lint brush falls out of her like her Tacoma and rolls on the ground. And I have to go pick it up real quick. <laughs> no one saw it. I was like, oh, my God, this is setting the scene. He's so lucky nobody yeah. saw that. And so we go in and um, she claims not to be able to drink. You know, it's one of those things. She has two beers and she's like done. But we had like picklebacks. I don't know what that is. It's um, a shot of whiskey, a shot oh, yeah, of pickle juice, that, and, a, yeah. and a beer. Yeah. And we, we hammered those down. And we had probably like quite a few beers. And we we're fine. And so I think she lied. But I think what Joshua is like, funny, we'll go and have beers and like, all of a sudden, even like our last night at ATA, like we're supposed to be on a plane, like heading to the airport at three in the morning. <laughs> it's right. 2.40. We're still at PBR <laughs> yeah. bar drinking beers. Like what is going on? And it's so much fun. But anyhow, Mark, so Mark's more like, Mark, stories. Yeah. Go Mark's ahead. like, we have to leave. We have to be in a plane in four hours. I'm like, I'm not ready to leave. Yeah. <laughs> not, so this, is, this is my jam. Like there's eight <laughs> other songs. We're like what is that? So, what, tell me the name and the artist of that song. And he's like, just blank. <laughs> That's not your jam, dude. But uh, so we were, it's funny how um the, the lot more of the story short is like Sunday night, working my Elk Foundation party. Apparently Josh and Joe Moore are gonna have like a, a drinking contest. I heard that's what I heard. So yeah, well, whatever. It'll be fun. This is what fun. it is. Yeah, I'm down. I know. I know you are. I wonder if Joe is. I think he is. He, no, he will be. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's pretty badass. He's a good dude. I I, I like secretly Joe. want to hunt with him in Colorado. The best. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that like I literally have would have to go to the gym. And like work out and stuff like that. That's the thing. That's that's actually the th- intimidating thing about hunting with Joe. Yeah. Is he's so fit, he's so jacked. Like, yeah. Yeah. God, I don't think. And you're all waiting up. for it's not going to happen. I don't think I can keep up. I feel like you're setting me up for something. My my um, homosexual catchphrase, and it's not going to happen, dude. No, don't do it. It's, it, has, it hasn't happened yet. We're almost through this podcast. Actually, that, that's amazing. Thank you. Actually, babe. there's so many people come to the shop and say like, "Hey, how many times did Mark say that somebody's attractive?" Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm not doing it. <laughs> or, or the frozen gummy bears. Or that's pretty funny. Um, or how many times has Mark mentioned his girlfriend? <laughs> that's that's a new one. That's the new thing. Yeah, that's, that's gonna come up. Oh, that's gonna come up. But that's shit. That's good though, because she's pretty awesome. She'll she's be. Cool. She'll be here for Total Archery Challenge. That's right. Yeah, she'll be there. Yeah. So Both of our girlfriends will be there. It's a lot of pressure. Sh- I thought it was a lot of pressure to shoot in front of Steve. Oh, Steve. Uh, Steph Who's and you. Steve. I don't know. There must be. There must be a Steve at Total Archery Challenge. Somewhere. Probably will be. <laughs> But between you and Seth, sitting around you and Seth, it's pretty... Actually, not, not around you as much anymore, but... Well, you're used to me now. Yeah, I think that I'm glad we're bringing Benu, Josh's buddy, you know, Josh's buddy, um, childhood friend. I always call him a childhood friend. High he's school. coming up. Since high school. high school, yeah. High school, yeah. He's yep. coming up, too, so... He he's single, also, too, so... He doesn't have a last name. But he does not have a last name. He's a rock star. He's single. been doing a crossfit. He's like a fucking mule. Like, actually, that's where he is right now. He's at the gym as yeah. we're recording he's this. Like, he's like, yeah, you yeah, need a Jeep because I go to the gym. Like, oh, cool story, bro. <laughs> But um, he's ladies. He's single. Just FYI, for now. For now. Oh, who's talking about off here? And then um, Neil Hastings is coming up with, with us yeah, too. Yeah, Neil's gonna go with us. Yeah, Neil's a dark horse. He's like quiet, quiet assassin. He's awesome. He's a badass motherfucker. That guy. Neil may uh, may I drink us both. He, he actually, yeah, maybe I w- I would drink against anybody, but Neil. Mm, mm. Mm. Respect. I can Neil. probably hold. I can hold my own. You can hold your own with anybody. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So anyhow, this the, the last fifteen minutes it's about drinking. It's like the the archery and drinking podcast. Remember we got in trouble that one time? No, when, the where? big 
I won't say what name, what, what, what corporation it was, but you, myself, and Banu were shooting in the in the backyard. You just got your Ram, little photo shoot with um, with our all three RX ones on the back and a couple, oh, yes. couple BLs, and yeah. then get yeah. a little spoken to about having the the drinking and shooting. It's like yeah, you can't have alcohol and bows; they don't mm-hmm. mix. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, whatever. Well, Yolo, send it. Fuck it. But um, yeah. So you know, listen. I think that just. You can stop listening at like a, an hour mark. <laughs> you get all the shot sequence stuff. But uh, I think that it's, it's really invaluable. Like, you know, it's, it's for me, it's good to have, be in the shop with Josh to get a lot of that, like, sort of instruction and stuff like that. Or um, or, or some people some people call I'm it consult. I'm good at pointing out when something's wrong. Yeah, you, you are. It's, fucking, it's just natural, though. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, hey, your elbow's too low or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Hey, stop looking at your arrow in the target, you know. Yeah, I, I feel exactly. good. Those are the two things you need to work on. Those are the two things. No, ab- absolutely. Looking after the shot and your rear elbow. I'll get through like once. So I'll shoot like four bad shots in a row and realize like, oh, fuck. <laughs> elbow is like super low and I'm also jump. Like I'll jump out and, and the arrow will go the way, you know, like. Yeah, low and left or you know, whatever. Left, right, left. Right. So it happens. And so once I get through that, the first like, I almost need to like shoot like 10 arrows a warm up. And then I'm like. Yeah. And then I'm fine. So no, you're, you're, you are a good shot. You're I a really good shot, yeah. actually. It's a lot of fucking work. It sucks. I, I told you that one time before we went to um, Sunnipee that I had that little like baseball clicker. Yeah, yeah. Hung up from right. the rafters and my plan was to you shoot clicked, 500 arrows. I you clicked, clicked every time, every time yeah. And I that's shot, cool. I got 480 arrows before. Um, that's a lot of arrows. Yeah, I was so fucking how, how long did it take you to shoot 480 arrows? Five days. That's a lot in five yeah. days. I would shoot 100 like, arrows a day. I tried to shoot 100 arrows. Yeah, and the first, when I first started doing I shot it, like 40 the other day and my arm was oh, killing Oh, I was me. fucking well, sore. Because I'm shooting more poundage than so I used to. So I stopped before we went, because I think we went on, was it Monday or, it was a Monday or Tuesday we went. So I think for, t- uh, for, for Mount Sunday So my plan oh, yeah, was, yeah. so I started on Sunday and I stopped on Thursday because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to shoot. And shooting those things are different. Like I'm not shooting like, you know, even at TAC, yeah. 25 targets, we're going to shoot a target. And then shoot walk the shit, for a while. Walk to the next one. Shoot it. So it's one arrow, walk for arrow. a while. One yeah. arrow, walk for a while. That's different than trying to I shoot. I still think I'm going to drop poundage, though. Yeah. I find that I shoot better at lower poundage. Why did you want to have higher poundage initially? Speed. Yeah, speed. Speed and to get distance out of yeah. my my sight. Oh, so Binox, too. Like, I, was saying, I need new, new Binox, Binox, but actually, once again, girlfriend name drop. She has awesome Binox, so I'm just stealing it from, for her. But Take a shot. Yeah. Oh, the, the shot game. Um. So that's that's a little bit longer than we kind of like glass here in New England, you know, in terms of like 842s or whatever. Yeah. But so I have 1042s is what I usually use. Yeah. yeah. Nikons. Yep. Yep. Nikon Monarchs. So, yeah. I was thinking about that. My pack, when I want to put my pack on and put water and snacks. I like snacks. And then um, your gummy bears aren't going to be frozen, though. I appreciate that. They're fucking horrible. (laughs) But uh, on that note, uh, yeah, I think that. a lot of this, like, I feel like, you know what's good about TAC? I feel like the guys are getting out a little earlier. They're tuning their bows earlier this year. Yeah. You know, not to drop the show. We're getting ready. Yeah. A lot of people getting ready. That's awesome. I love it. Like, I feel like a lot of people like are going. I like that too. And, um, didn't you, so you talked to the guy from TAC the other day. What's yeah. his, Sean? Sean DeGray, yeah. And they're super busy. But did, what did he tell you about? Didn't he tell you some cool fact about Killington in the first year? Like, yeah, he yeah. said, so, so what he said was that, uh, so this is the first year for Killington hosting TAC, and he said it's the fastest selling TAC shoot that they've done for the first year. Yeah. So not like like obviously like um, Park City sold out in like four right, or five Utah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do they call that? 
Snowbird. Snowbird. Yeah. So Snowbird sells out super fast. They actually add an extra course. Yeah, year. but but for for being first year, um, Killington sold out or not sold out, but has the fastest selling sales out of any first year course ever, which is awesome. Shout out to us Northeast bow hunters, but. Yeah, good job representing awesome. the Northeast. So we've been it's been awesome. We've been pushing. I've been pushing yeah. for this for the three years now. Who wants to drive a pencil, fucking Mania, dude? Seriously, I know you well, don't. There's a thing like no, I don't want to drive it. I'm not. I'm done driving to Pennsylvania. Yeah, but, yeah brother, different story. But um, yeah, but um, it's nice to have something close and something for all of us to do. And I did it for you know all the bow hunters and yeah. you know, also like a, a selfish reason. I mean, it's good for the shop too. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that you've been a proponent of that. And, you know, I think that we've sort of mobilized. And I think I'm I'm super proud of all the guys that I know who are going. It's pretty fucking badass. And yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Everybody's super excited about doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird, like, thing being up there because I feel like it'll be fun in terms of, like, it's our, like, our tribe anyways. You know, like, all yeah. the guys we know yeah, that yeah. we come to the shop or, like, our friends who, like, fucking hang out awkwardly for, like, hours and hours. Not, I don't mean awkwardly as a bad way, but they just hang out forever and, like, it's funny. Some of the guys help sell bows, which is pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, like Jim Benito. Jim, Jim Benito and like, <laughs> we keep bringing him up. But yeah, during uh, our sale weekend, I think he sold a couple bows himself. And he's just being honest about what he likes. And, you he know, is, yeah. And that's what's, Absolutely. Really, that's what's really cool. And that's what's both is a, It's a brotherhood, you know? Yeah. So being somewhere like on location. I, at first, I didn't like Killington. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if it was at like I was hoping, Woods or Yeah, something. I was hoping like, it was going to be in New Hampshire. But actually not like the more I think about it, I think Killington was probably a good choice. 100%. 100%. So... We're excited. We'll, we'll announce some more uh, stuff about like Northeast Boner podcast at, you know, TAC and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll um, fill in all the details and you know, we'll post all that stuff on Facebook and things like that on Instagram and stuff. And uh, it's pretty cool. And, you know, you know, and also I was thinking the other day, someone sent a message on, um, on Instagram, I think about like something they wanted to hear us talk about. So if you have like anything you want to talk about or, you know, even if you think it's just unique to yourself, it's probably not, you know, people like, no, probably not. No. Yeah. So I think that that's a good thing to send the message. You know, we're always looking for cool things to talk about. We, you know, if it's bow hunting, we want to talk about it. It doesn't matter what aspect of it is. <clears throat> so that'd be pretty cool. Um, any last things, you know, anything, any, any last, like, you know, there's, you always say this, but there's no, uh, there's no quick fix in archery or, or anything that's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, relationships like life, uh, archery, whatever. No, no any, Anything in life, the more you put in, the more you get out. Yeah, yeah. So, so the same in archery. The more you practice, the more time you put in, the better you're going to be, the more you're going to get out of it. And just be Absolutely. confident, you know, especially if we tune Confidence your Confidence is huge. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. And I think that it'll be fun representing. And like I said, if you don't know what TSA well, if you, if, if, you know, if someone doesn't know what TSA is, like spread the word. If you don't know what Absolutely. shop is or th- this podcast is, you know, like spread the word. And we're actually at TAC. Um, Coyote Creek Archery, our shop is going to be a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also Northeast Bowhunter Podcast is going to be so a sponsor too. So look for a sign up there. Yeah. We'll have those those shirts that say, you know, just send it. Mostly, it's okay to let down. Letting down is not for losers. I, I don't know if we'll have that, but <laughs> those shirts. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Oh, you know what? Was, wasn't that so sad? Didn't we see that Bodab T-shirt the other day? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about. I took a picture and I pushed it on Facebook. It was a while ago. It was a long time ago. Not a long time ago. Eight months ago or whatever. Yeah. But of me, because um, my son's in a, but into dabbing or whatever, like all the kids are. But So I took a I had him take a picture of me bow dabbing. So I came to full draw and did like a dab. And then Corey Beam was like, you got to make that shirt. I want that shirt. And we saw, I saw on uh, Facebook, somebody made a shirt similar to what we were talking about. This funny. Wasn't as cool. Uh, no, I think that also. It was cool. 
It'd be, it'd be badass if Corey Beeman has like 30 kids went to TSC. He should go. Actually, I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know if he's going. I gotta ask him. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool. Like, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's gonna be cool, kind of hanging out with all the people that we kind of like. We see at the shop. We don't like to see him on a social level. I mean, it's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah. Because Josh is an excellent dancer. So hopefully, there's a DJ at that party. I don't know about that. Oh come Horrible. on. Horrible. Horrible. Everyone's dancer. a good dancer after a few beers. Horrible especially, dancer. Especially after you. Um, you can floss though. I can floss like a motherfucker. I cannot floss. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. <laughs> Sam taught me. Yeah. Oh, I need to teach that little, that little guy to teach me how to floss. But anyhow, so that's a good point. To, you know, Josh's dancing is a good place to, place to end this podcast. I feel like, uh, yeah. If, you know, feel free to send questions. If you missed something on that, you know, or there's something that was like unclear, um, shoot us a message or whatever. That's yeah, absolutely. Clear it up for you. But uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, seriously, thanks for all this, all the support. It's like overwhelming almost a little bit sometimes. I, I think about like, how this started with you and I just like shooting the shit. And like, I think yeah. Josh was drunk one night and sent, sent a message being like, dude, you guys had a fucking podcast. And that like, was 100% dude, accurate. I'm fucking, it was like a, 100% it was like, he was bored, a little campfire and drinking beers. And he it was just, just the ideas started flowing. And I'm like, let's just fucking do it. And, and you were just going to run it now, but you know, that's a hundred percent actually. Yeah. Isn't it weird how like when it first started going, it, 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 it was like, it's tough because it's kind of a new thing or whatever for us. But now I almost feel like, we can't miss a week. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel so like yeah. I, like I like. Actually, I said to Mark before we did this, I'm like, dude, we gotta do one like every day. Yeah. And we were, I sent a message the other day. I was like, I'm I'm like out of town for sorry, but I'm out of town for a few days, like seven. And so I was like, Josh, we get a podcast on Monday next week. Is it we gonna get that out? And yeah, so we'll do it next it. Monday. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get them out. So Tuesday. Then. Usually we do Tuesday, but we we'll tried to do Monday two one, two at once before. It never works out really well. No, two is a bad idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. But anyway, well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Mark. That's Josh, the good looking one. Oh, I did it. There it is. Yeah. All right. Knew it would happen. <laughs> I might edit it out. We'll see. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.